Amen. Don't you love our kids? Wow, great job. Great job of leading us in worship this morning. Thank you so much. Man, I tell you, this is, this is, a, this is our future right here, guys. So let's make sure we're training them up well. All right? Thank you so much for joining us this morning. This is going to be a little bit of a different service. I guess you guys know that. We're going to have some fun. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about our motto, uh, Life Fellowship. It's life-giving, life-changing, life relationships. We are all about relationships, first of all, with our Heavenly Father, and then building relationships with one another. And that en enables us to really live it, to live what we say we believe. Jesus was all about relationships. I just have a short message prepared. It's only about two and a half hours today, so uh, um, actually, it's going to be relatively short, uh, I guess, compared to normal. But I want to look at a couple of scriptures, primarily one in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. In verse 23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. God's promise to us is that he will never leave us or forsake us. Uh, his promise is that through the blood of Christ we're saved and that we can have eternal salvation. We can have forgiveness of sins. I like what it says in the New American Standard Bible. Let's look at that translation. It says, it says let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful, so no matter what you're going through or no matter what you see, and if you read in the next chapter, uh, chapter 11 of Hebrews, it's the faith chapter, it talks about faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. And so faith is really trusting God and saying, all right, God, I don't see it, but I believe it because your word confirms that or you have spoken a word to me or, or whatever those things may look like. Do any of you have promises from God that you've not seen fulfilled yet? I do. Okay, so that's faith. We're just trusting God that he will bring those things to pass. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, without wavering, okay? Don't waver. Hold fast to those promises in the word of God and the things that God has spoken. For he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. What are some of the ways that we can motivate each other to love God and to love others? We're called to the gospel of reconciliation, the word says. Being reconciled to God through the death and uh, resurrection of Christ. So we're reconciled to God, but also reconciling one another to the Lord and to each other. Do any of you, don't raise your hands and don't look at your spouse, but do any of you have challenges in your relationships with family members? And so as God begins to get a hold of our life, he begins to change us and bring health and healing and wholeness to our lives. And as God begins to move in our family members and people around us, God does something in our life. And so he's reconciling all of us to him and then restoring broken relationships with one another. My question again is, what are some of the ways we can motivate each other to love God and others? What are some of the ways that we can motivate others to good works? One way is by loving one another, by truly loving one another and caring for one another. Another way is by building transparent, authentic, honest relationships with one another. That's how we can really impact. That's how we can motivate one another to loving God and loving others and also to good works, by encouraging one another. Does anybody ever need any encouragement besides me? And so we, we can begin to speak life. The word says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. 
Have you ever known somebody or, or maybe somebody has really beaten you down with words? Oh, you'll, you'll never amount to anything. You're worthless. Any, anybody ever said anything like that to you? How damaging that can be. But, uh, but God's word says, well, what does it say in James 1.18? Above, above all creation, we are what? His prized possession. God cares deeply for us. And so that's why it's important that we speak the word of God over one another. Hey, mighty man of God, how are you doing today? Hey, mighty woman of the Lord, how are you doing today? When somebody greets us like that, it just does something. And so we can encourage one another in the word of God, in the things of God, the things that God says. Philippians 4.13, hey, listen, I know you're going through some struggles right now. But Philippians 4 says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can get through this season. Come on, this is just a season of growth for you. And God is stretching you so that you can have greater capacity for the things that he wants to do through your life. So we can continue to encourage one another. Be speaking life over one another. You know, let's, let's do away with the sarcasm and, and all those things and speak positive things over one another. Speak love. Speak the things of God. We just read last week where it says in Philippians 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. And don't be anxious about anything, but in all things, with prayer and petition, bring your request to God and with thanksgiving. And it says, the peace of God, which transcends or passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to say, think on the things that are true, lovely, just, holy. Think on the things of God. Don't be thinking about all that other stuff. And so we need to be building one another up in love, motivating one another to love God and love one another, and motivating one another to good works. Listen, our salvation is not based on our good works. We can't be good enough. Ephesians 2, 8 says, We're saved by grace through faith when we believe, not of our works, that anyone should boast. So I'm not talking about performance-based salvation. I'm talking about grace. But when God gets a hold of us, he begins to change us from the inside out, and we begin to do those things that, that glorify God, that edify one another, so we can encourage one another. We can build one another up. And that's what Fifth Sundays are all about, is building relationships, sharing life together, building one another up. Let's look at verse 24 again. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Do you ever take time to say, you know, what can I do to motivate my children or my family members or my co-workers, what can I do to motivate them to love and good works? Let's look at Hebrews 10.25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but what? Encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. All of us have seasons of ups and downs. And so we can encourage one another. That's why the local church is so vitally important, so that we can come together and encourage one another. We can be encouraged in the Word of God. Every Sunday you come, you're going to hear the Word of God. And the Word says that it will not return void without accomplishing what it was sent to do. So anytime we're getting the Word of God, we're hearing the Word of God, it's doing something in us. And so it's not just for us, but it's for our children. Man, I'm so proud of our kids. You guys are awesome. And you know what? Our teachers have a part in pouring into them and helping them grow. You know, listen, it, it doesn't just happen by osmosis. Commitment 
requires something. And our teachers are working hard to provide an environment of fun, but also to pour in the Word of God into our children. This is our future, guys. Come on, we've got to get this right. The world needs them. We need them to take the baton and move forward. So we're serious about training up our children. And how, what are the three ways that children learn? Okay, so we need to live it. We need to provide the, the background for them and, and the example for them. Listen, I was watching the world news the other, other day, and things are getting bad, man. But the Bible tells us, we listen, don't wait for the, the movie, read the book. <laughs> you know, seriously, the Bible tells us in the end days it's going to get bad. Are we prepared? Are we, do we have a solid foundation on the rock? Are you standing on the rock of Christ? Do you have faith and trust in God? If things were to get really bad, where's your faith and hope and trust? Are they in material things, in your job, in your bank account, your 401K? Man, come on. We need to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is good and strong so that when times of trial and tribulation come, we're built up, we're prepared, we have faith, we have trust. Because we've been through some things. We've seen God move in our life. And, and he's developed a trust factor of faith that we know. Okay, listen, God, I, I, don't, I don't know how you're going to get me out of this jam, but I remember back then when you did this. I remember when you brought somebody to buy our house and we didn't even have a sign in the yard. God, I remember when you gave me a brand new truck. You placed it on somebody's heart to give me a brand new truck. See, those are all benchmarks in my life that I can look back on. Impossible situations, but not impossible for God. Nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with Him. So let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Listen, I know people that have been involved in church and have walked away and I can't think of one person, not one, that has grown and become more mature, and it's done well for them. People will say, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Well, that's true. But if you're a Christian, you should be in church. And I have, on the other, on the other hand, I've seen people that have been faithful and committed in church growing. So, again, it's important that we not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, we're not going to grow spiritually if we, if we neglect church, if we neglect meeting together. At least I've never seen one person. I've seen a lot of people that were heavily involved in church get offended by something somebody said or get mad at the pastor and they're done with church and they walk away. And next thing you know, they're way over here. Their relationship with God is, is shriveled up and died. That cannot be good. It's not good. And so, listen, it's important that we continue to develop and maintain and model our relationship with the Lord. And we're giving you the tools to do that. Continue to come on Sunday morning. Bible study on Wednesday night. Man, that's awesome. It's a time of really sharing the Word of God and digging down deeper. Tuesday night, the, women, the monthly women's group are meeting. And Christine was telling me about a conversation she had with a woman recently and the lady was talking to her and getting some counsel about a situation that they had just talked about in women's group the night before. If she would have been here, she would have gotten some help. 
she would have been filled up with some things because it would not only have been the wisdom and insight that Pastor Christine gave her, but it would have been the sharing, the women sharing of their stories and the things that are going on in their life. It's powerful, guys. And so you need to come. Next Tuesday, the second Tuesday of the month, will be the men's meeting, monthly meeting. And we're talking about issues that impact us. And uh, Pastor Christine was telling me last month that the women didn't want to leave. The fellowship and the discussion was so good that they didn't want to leave. And it was pretty much like that last month for the men's group as well. It goes for an hour. But listen, if you guys want to stay and fellowship and talk some more, then that's what we'll do. And so these are the kinds of things that build us up where we can encourage one another and motivate one another to good works. These are some things that you can do to help your relationship. Whatever those things may look like. The Word of God washes over us and it builds us up. And do not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Seasons of change, they happen. We go through cycles in life. We have challenges. We have victories. Hey, come on, man. This is a great place to share our victories. The Rendon's just got a brand new house. We're celebrating with them. Amen. Christina and I just moved into our, our new house. Hallelujah. You know, so we can celebrate together. We can encourage one another in times of growth. We can spend time resting in the Lord and just encouraging one another. We're there for one another. Jesus was all about relationships. We should be too. Today, you have the opportunity to build deeper relationships or as soon as the service is over, you can choose to walk away from the opportunities to discover the diamonds God has placed right in front of you. When God looks down, he sees diamonds. He sees us as his prized possession. Some of us are a little rough around the edges still. But you know what? God can polish us. And God can use us to help polish one another. So I want to encourage you to please stay this morning. We're going to have some great chili. We're going to have a, a great time of fellowship and relationship building. We are building relationships that will last for all of eternity. For those of us who have accepted Christ, we're going to spend eternity together. So let's get to know one another a little bit. I said this a while ago. I said commitment will cost you something. We're so intentional about building relationships and providing an environment for you guys to build relationships. That's why we do this. We have jumpers for the kids and we, have, we buy food and stuff like that because we're committed to this idea of building relationships, first with the Lord and then with one another. So please stay and have some fun. You'll get home in plenty of time to watch the, the Texans play. Are the Cowboys even playing today? No, no they're not. Yeah. So, so uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's encourage one another. Let's not be beating one another up. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I, I hope you guys will stay. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You may be here this morning and you may have walked away from the Lord. You may not have a relationship with him. That's where it begins. There's no shame in that. Is there anybody here this morning that, that feels like God is really tugging on your heart? Maybe you want to restore that relationship or maybe you want to come into a relationship with him this morning. There's no time like now. God loves you. God wants to pour into your life. 
Lord God, we thank you so much for the opportunity. We thank you for the, the privilege that we have to, to come to this building and, uh, and fellowship together, that we can worship you freely without fear of, of being thrown in jail or prison. And God, we thank you that you are doing something in our midst, that you're doing something in our lives, that you're doing something in our children, that you're doing something in our family that you're doing something in our marriages, that you're doing something in this church, Lord, that you're doing something in this community where you're pouring out the love of God, where the Holy Spirit is going through these places, through our communities and touching and changing lives because of people that are committed to you and willing to yield their life. Father, we thank you so much, and we pray for a continuance of those things. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would cause us to desire you in a greater measure, that you would cause us to desire to build authentic relationships with each other. So, Father, we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks. Father, we just pray for a wonderful day today. And uh, thank you so much that we woke up today, that we have our facilities, that we have life, that we have food to eat, that we have shelter, that we have clothing. God, thank you for blessing our lives so very much. And we give you Praise and glory and honor and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.